Barbara College Success with your boy Jay Baba in the building by himself today. Um, Am I and Craig? They're both out. I guess I think I uh, Craig. Craig's. I don't know where Craig is, but uh, Am I is in Alabama on a trip. Um, hope he's enjoying himself. Same with Craig. Um, today, I guess I'm going to be talking about uh, my own little struggles with doing my taxes and um, trying to figure out how to do. How to find a CPA? Um, I got my, me and my me and my boy Mitch in the back. He's gonna be kind of coming in and out, and you know, asking me some questions, giving me some advice. Um, you know, introduce yourself, Mitch. You know, the boy behind the camera, the man behind the camera, or yeah. the, the computer. Yeah, Mitch. I I produce the show, uh, usually hidden <laughs> somewhere in the background, and press all the buttons, make sure things sound and look good. So. Yep, Mitch always be making it happen, man. But um, I know there's a lot of people out there that's probably that barbers that are, you know, coming out your first, you know, you know, doing your first year, you're probably thinking, you're not really thinking about doing your taxes. And because um, I know that first that first year I was really zoned in on trying to just get my clientele up and building my clientele. Um Getting my haircuts good, you know, getting as getting as as good as I can at my craft before I even really try to take on anything else. But um, taxes is very important. I mean, I want to get obviously I want to be able to own my own shop one day and uh, get a car like a new car because I'm about to pay my car off. And but you ain't gonna be able to do like take out loans and stuff like that if you don't have like if you don't show that you're making a good amount of money on anything, like you can't take out loan business loans or loans, like, or I don't know, like as far as you, Mitch, like, is that like, uh, is there anything that, that they, they won't let you do if you don't have a certain. That's, like, uh, that's a really good question. Um, I don't think there, I, I don't think there's really anything they won't let you do. It's mostly, you just have to have the, history of employment uh, to be able to qualify for loans and, and things like that. We just bought our first house last year. And so we went through that whole process because both myself and my wife run Maypop Media. And so we had to go through that whole thing. So is that um, like the price of the house, like say if the price of the house is like a hundred thousand uh-huh. and so do you have to meet a certain requirement on what you make every year to be able to get like a loan for the house at just such a high price? Yeah, you, you, I think they look at a couple of different things. They look at uh, your credit, that type of stuff. So they look at your debt to income ratio, but then they want to see, they mostly want to see consistent income. So they want to see, that's why, that's why it's easier when you have a nine to five type of job mm-hmm. and you have a salary that's the same every single month, the bank is going to be, unless you have awful credit, they're going to be like, yeah, you're, you're fine. We know if you make, you know, $3,000 a month consistently on salary, they, they can look at that and at least they, they, they know that you're probably going to be able to make that payment or whatever. Okay. Okay. So the thing I never understood is that if you have a line of credit Mm -hmm. and you're about to pay it off, 
it makes your credit score go down. Yeah, I don't. Um, why is that, how does that make sense? I, I never understood that. In my that's just me because I'm like if you if I was a bank and I was like this dude has like had a twenty thousand dollar like loan they took out and he's about to pay it off. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would like and he pays it off. I would like give him a boost on his credit. And they're like, yeah, like this man is able to you know be able to pay that payment and I like consistently. He never was late on any uh bill like bill payments. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand why it takes it down. I mean, I said that it's a line of credit being closed, but still. Mm-hmm. From from what I've heard, I'm no expert on this at all, but uh, the more accounts you have open for credit, the better. Um, because that's that's showing... Again, I'm no expert, so this might all just be. No, that's this might right. all at least you got at least you experienced that, or something you know, kind of experienced that. Because coming from me, I don't know anything about it at all. So, and I, I mean, I don't think I know anything about it either. But, uh, but the uh, so let's say let's say you have a five thousand dollar limit credit card, and and you have it maxed out. That's that's a red flag for credit card for your credit. Yeah. That's for bankers and, and that. So if they see that you have a credit card, $5,000 limit, you've maxed it out and you know, you're just making the minimum payment. That's them. They're, they're saying, Oh, that's not a, that's not a good sign. And yeah. then, but if you have, you know, 15 credit accounts open, most of them are at zero balance. Some of them are, you know, towards the middle and in the lower side of the balance. So if you had that $5,000 credit card limit and you had $1,000 on that card, that's a better sign. That's a healthier sign of of credit from my understanding. So would you would you say it's bad to have a credit card? Cuz a lot of people say don't don't get credit cards. Cuz I had one and I and I like I like to spend money so I maxed it out almost every freaking month. So I had to pay it off. But I mean, yeah. I was paying it off, but I didn't like having the fact that I had to owe money, like, because right. I had a, I think it was a, I think it was either, was it a thousand or five hundred? I think it was a thousand dollar limit on the credit card. Mm-hmm. And they say my my dad's always told me it was like don't ever go above a thousand on a credit card, so you don't. That's smart. Yeah. yeah, you know, so that way you can at least, I mean, that's a, that's a decent, you know, if you're in debt and you owed money on the credit card, you can at least kind of come close to paying it off or pay it off pretty quick. Right. Yeah, that I I don't I don't think it's bad to have a credit card. I do think it's bad to have a credit card if you're not educated on how credit cards work. And mm-hmm. that's and that's coming from my own experience. I had, you know, thousands of dollars of credit card debt at one point and it was crippling. Yeah. Um but I just and I had, you know, my dad and my my mom say Usually, just like general things, don't don't get a credit card till you're ready, or don't you know? I don't know. I can't think of anything word for word that they said to me, but it was, but but I I was not, and and to my own fault, I wasn't let me cheer quite enough. educated. Yeah, yeah I, let me cheer enough because yeah. I knew I knew for a fact that I, as soon as I got a credit card, I was like, I'm gonna spend mm-hmm. so much money on this because you don't think about it because you're just like, I got money on here, I have to worry about it, like you know. And, and you make big purchases too. So yeah. you see like a $300 something and you're like, Ooh, I, I want that. And then yeah. you buy it and then you end up paying it off. The The hardest thing about credit cards or the most, 
difficult thing about them is the uh, interest rates because the interest rates are usually in the high 20s, uh, 28%, and that's a big chunk of money. So is that the interest rate is how much extra you have to pay if you don't pay, like the, the, the pay it off in a certain amount of time? Yeah. Like add money so to the it? Interest rate, theoretically, it's just if you if you have a thousand dollar credit limit, I don't I don't want to do all the numbers necessarily, mm-hmm. but I guess if you have a hundred dollar minimum payment every month, that's your minimum payment that 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 it says on the bank statement. Yeah. Um, if it's at twenty eight percent interest, only seventy two dollars of that hundred dollars that you pay every month is going towards your balance and cutting it down. And the other half is going towards the interest. The other that twenty eight dollars is going to the bank that gave you the loan. So they're making twenty eight dollars a month off of your credit card. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So I used a hundred dollars because it's easy to divide that with percentages and all that. But. Okay. So do you have a like um? Do you have a business credit card? Since um, you're, you, I don't know if you register as a. Um, we have an LLC. LLC yeah. Okay, that's we, what I thought. We just barely registered as an LLC in the beginning of this year. Okay. Um, we were a sole proprietorship before then. Um, and that's something we can get into as well. We we hired a CPA that helped us kind of transition over and and organize our finances with our business, and then um, we're finding a lot of things with that to help us organize our finances personally as well, but. Uh, but we don't have a, a business credit card. We have like a Best Buy credit card for our business. Mm-hmm. So um, you can buy like your equipment. And- yeah, and that's just because we have so much tech stuff. That, okay. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. but we And then we pay that off with we, – we have money that goes into an account, in our business account, and then we have that money pay off those credit cards. So it's not coming out of our personal – Okay, so you have, you have a, a regular account and you have a business account. Yep. So does all your money go to straight to your business account and you take it out every two weeks or a week like you pay yourself mm-hmm. or is that what you do? Yeah. So I'll shout out Thomas DeHart real quick. He's our CPA. Thomas DeHart. Thomas DeHart. He's really cool. Um, he introduced us to what's called the Profit First program. And I've been I've been hearing a lot of people talk about it recently, so it's kind of cool, but um, it's kind of like you've probably heard of Dave Ramsey. Yeah, it's kind of a similar. It, it's it's like a, it's it's a, ph- a philosophy based. I don't know if it's philosophy based. It's it's a it's a way to manage your finances in a organized way. And so he's written a book, and there's people that kind of practice it. But it it basically just d- it divides your your accounts um, for the purpose that they need to be. So. So how we have it set up right now, we have all the money that we make with our business go into our a business income checking account. Okay. And then twice a month, we take different percentages of whatever we bring in. So if, say a two-week period, we bring in $5,000. Uh, 10% or let's see, 5% goes to profit. 15% goes to, to our tax account. Um, 50% goes to owner compensation, which is basically paying 
myself and my wife. Okay. And then uh, the rest goes to operating expenses, which I think is 25% if my math is correct. So is that, did they do that? Do they take that out for you? You don't have to worry about it? Um, or do you have to go through Tom, and... Thomas does that for us, but um, we, before the, before, um, and, and it just kind of depends on how you want to handle it, but uh, he has access to our accounts, so he he just moves the money each the each it's on the tenth and the twenty fifth, so he just kind of moves it to the to the, the yeah to the, so, the place it needs to be. Yeah, so if okay. it was five thousand dollars, he'd put twenty five hundred in owner compensation, and then he actually pays us through a payroll system from owner's compensation. So we get like a payroll; it takes out our payroll taxes, so we don't have to worry about that stuff at the end of the year. Hmm. So, how much do you pay him to do that? He takes, as of right now, um, he takes it's like one percent of our income. So, so if it was fifty or if it was five thousand dollars, it would be, we would pay him fifty bucks for that two week period. So if we did that, if we consistently did five thousand dollars each every two weeks, so he'd make fifty dollars. He'd be making a hundred dollars a month, roughly. Okay, that's not that's actually not bad. Yeah. At all. I because I have I have a lot of people that pay say they pay I don't know if there's like a CPA or a person that does their taxes and they'll pay them like it says based off how much you make. Mm-hmm. So if you make like a lot of money that you pay them, I mean you know, a pretty good amount. Yeah, and that's how this is based. So so the more money you make, the more money he would be making. So so it's an investment for him and and an investment for you too because you're you don't have to paying, deal with that. Yeah, you're yeah. paying someone to, to to save you a lot of time and headache and stress because, yeah, I tried to do my taxes. You have to write down all the receipts. Yeah. Take the receipts. You have to write down how much you make. Like, you have mm-hmm. to keep up with how much you make. That's that's just, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm, I'm a procrastinator <laughs> and I'm, I think the deadline's actually almost coming up for taxes. Yeah, so I need April to, 15th is usually the day. April 15th? Yeah. Yeah, so I need to. Wait, January, March, April. Okay, yeah, I got another month, like another month and a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So I need to, I need to go ahead and try to get it done. Right. But this is my first year, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out uh, who to go to for the CPA, like in Bristol, because obviously CPAs they're dealing with your money, and you don't want somebody that you you can trust. Because I've heard there's people that have CPAs and they take their money. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. I'd be mad as heck, man. There are but, some, there are some. Uh, yeah, shady some, in every industry. Yeah, is. some crooked. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of that going on. But but yeah, you can usually find. So after the show, I can give you Thomas's info too if you want. Is he in? Is he in Johnson City? Yeah. Okay. But he can. I mean, he can do from over the phone or whatever. Yeah, over the phone, email, whatever. So. Okay, so I'm. You could meet with him somewhere around here, and then kind of get everything squared up, and then figure it out as you go. Now's the now's the hard time to find a CPA because it is tax season, so they're all busy with taxes. Yeah, people's yeah. taxes. Okay, I'm just <laughs> see. That's the this is the only. I I wouldn't say this is the only because there's a lot. This is where a lot of people get caught up. I'm sure in the barber industry, like for because I mean. Because a lot of people probably procrastinate and they don't do their taxes. Like they just don't do them, and then you get you get caught by the IRS and you have to pay like freaking 
forty, fifty thousand dollars or some crazy crap. Yeah. And then everybody's like, man, he said this thing gave I I, I had a client that was from um who was the city from? I think he said he was from uh probably up near where Craig used to live. I think he's like Boston or something. Mm-hmm. And he said that he used to be a barber up there and he used to cut hair. He said, but he said I got caught up on the taxes because he said I didn't I didn't know how to you know write it off or like mm-hmm. do any of that. He said I didn't really think about it because once you're in a moment, you just don't think about stuff like that. Yeah. And then he said I ended up owing like fifteen thousand dollars, and he said I had to stop like cutting because he said I couldn't. It's just like he's just too much to deal with, too much to keep up with. Mm-hmm. And he said I didn't have like a good strategy to keep me from. Um, Falling in debt, so he said I had to stop and to start. He worked at the uh, the Pentagon. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. ended up working at the Pentagon, and he uh, had to pay that off for. I said, I think he said it took him a couple of years to pay it off, but yeah, that's a big chunk of money. Yeah, but he said he don't. He don't. I mean, he liked cutting hair, but he's just. He said he didn't want to deal with having to do taxes and stuff like that. So, because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of people that come from that. And they're used to having taxes taken out of the checks like every week, so yeah. you don't have to worry about it. Which I thought, which I was too. I'm used, I'm used to that. Oh, I'm not. And plus, I'm young too, so I don't. I'm never really. I'm never done my taxes at all. Mm-hmm. This will be my first year doing my taxes because my dad always did it. My, my dad always did it for me. Right. And um, when I moved out, now I'm I'm realizing that I'm a grown man now. I have to figure things out. Which I mean, he never really gave me a chance to figure it out myself when I was living with him because he always wanted to help me, which is okay. Yeah. But you know, but sometimes you have to you have to be thrown out there, kinda let it let you decide what's what you need to do. And I mean I don't I don't regret him doing that, but I don't I do at the same time because I'm struggling right now in in life because I'm trying to figure out everything. Which I mean it's I figured out it's gonna happen eventually right. anyways it's tough I, I i'm not a parent so i don't can't speak for parents but it's like you i can imagine as a parent you're hoping that when you send your kid to school they're learning a lot of these things and and that's where i think a lot of the problem is too the schools yeah, yeah. they don't yeah they definitely did not uh well i took a I took a um What's the name of that class? They usually have like business, business and econ. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. took I took that in school, but I mean, it wasn't. It didn't really it, talk it about is over most. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, there was there was, has a little chapter about trade, like trading and day trading and freaking stocks and stuff like that. It was like we talked about it for like a day or two. Yeah, which are, I think that's if that's a one that's one topic you should really dive into as far as like that and then doing like your your taxes and mm-hmm. uh, how to save money. Like, is this I mean, you're also you're also in a state too where or in, in a you know a mindset when you're in high school and that age where you don't you, really care yeah you don't care you're not, yeah <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna absorb that information because you're still it doesn't not matter home. yeah yeah mom and dad are doing your taxes you don't need to worry about it and if I mean a lot of kids don't work during that time either or, or work full time my dad won't let me work until after I graduated because yeah. I wanted the job all the way through high school, but I, he said he wanted me to focus on sports. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's that's cool. But, but I was one on my own money, and I was like, Dad, I can't. I want to kind of want a job. And he was like, No, just wait until you know after school. Right. You know, you might you might go to college, play football. You don't know which I which I planned. That was what my plan was was to go to college, play football, 
And I mean, obviously, everybody's dream to play football is go to NFL, but you know, you gotta be realistic. Um, and I ended up tearing my meniscus. Yeah, my machine year, and then after that, just you know, the dream of football just went out the window for me. So I was just like, I'm just gonna go to community college. Went to community college to be uh, a radiologist, mm-hmm. and um, I, st- I had the best grades I ever had in school. My first two, my first two semesters of college, had straight A's and B's. But it, I wasn't happy. I wasn't in my mind. I wasn't happy. I wasn't doing anything that I wanted, that I really wanted to do. I was just thinking about it for the money. Because I, you know, during that time you're in college, usually you don't really know what you're doing. You just your parents kind of, you know, my dad used to always tell me, but yeah, you need to go be a, you know, a, a nurse or a doctor or a lawyer. And I was like, yeah, I guess like they make good money, so I guess that's that's the way to go. And at the end of the day, if you know if you don't enjoy, like if you don't know what you enjoy, I mean, I guess it's okay to, you know, just try something. But if you got something that you enjoy that you're not doing, and you're just putting it to the side just because you think you're gonna make good money and be happy with it, you're probably not gonna be happy. Right. So I mean, you might as well just go ahead and. I'm not saying to just everybody to drop out of college or whatever, but. If you got something that you want to chase for and you got a dream that you like that you want to chase and or something that you like doing particularly, mm-hmm. do that. Like you'll make you'll probably end up making way more money doing that than going and doing a job that you hate every day, waking up and you're just like, Man, I hate this job. I may I might make like a hundred thousand a year, but I really hate this job. Right. So what's the point? Like I'd rather make fifty, sixty a year doing something I love. Mm-hmm. Than making two hundred or three hundred thousand a year, and it makes uh, it makes tax season even more miserable when you don't like what you do because you're doing two things you don't like to do, which is taxes and your job, <laughs> and then you just sit there and reflect on how much money you are are not making at the job that you hate. <laughs> so <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah, but yeah, that's a that's a great uh, that's a great mindset to have. Chase chase the things you want and. Go for it. So was there was there anything that you was there something that you was doing before this? Like that you thought you was gonna like, but you end up liking this? Yeah. Uh so it's kind of I'll I'll keep it brief, but it's so I I went to school, my dad is a general contractor back in, in Utah. And uh so he built houses. Mm-hmm. And uh he so I kind of he has a, his own business. It's it's a small, but it was mostly just him, and then he would hire people every now and then to help him, um, which was oftentimes me and my brothers. Uh, but anyways, we would. So I I went on a church mission when I was nineteen. Came home when I was twenty one, and went to school with the idea of doing construction management to kind of get into the family biz, if you will. And then just realized I didn't want to do that. I, I do like the skills that I learned from construction. That's been very helpful in my life, but I didn't really want to do that as mm-hmm. a, as a career. Um, I started, I, I've always been into music and picking the banjo and things like that. So I, I found that's what led me here to ETSU, went to ETSU and did the uh, bluegrass program. And I always wanted to do uh, music production. I wanted to record music and, and artists and all that. And then somehow I got into podcasting. I started my own podcast about songwriting a few years ago. 
uh, that's no longer active, but it's still out there. But, um, but that got me into podcasting. So I was doing a lot of production and then kind of led me to, to what I'm doing now, which is producing podcasts for other people. So I'm kind of doing what I wanted to do. Um, but, but chasing that is what led me to, to this spot. And, And I really enjoy this because I don't, I'm not really in the music scene. I, but I, I still enjoy it. As I say, you probably still could, like, if you really wanted to, if you just want to change the direction, yeah, of where you're going, you could still try to go towards the music if and, you really wanted to. And once you, once you get, once you dive into an industry, you might not know exactly what you want to do with it, um, but once you dive into it, you'll find other options that you didn't know existed. Which, again, that for me was producing podcasts versus producing music, and. And I can still produce music. I can have people come in here and I got microphones and they, I've, I have recorded people over the last couple of years just as a little, usually just friends, but, um, but yeah, that's what led me to this and I enjoy it. And I would say it's more profitable. So you learn that kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. And you learn. So it's, you think market. this is more profitable than the music producing? Yeah, and there's there's a few reasons behind that. Uh, musicians are generally poor, mm-hmm. and I mean that in a very respectful way. <laughs> Being a musician is a grind. Yeah, it's I'm usually sure it is. yeah, it's usually a side hustle for most people. It's playing at bars and trying to get discovered, and and they usually don't have the spare money, the spare cash to record a full album, and so um, so it's it's a tough business. And and there's people out there that do. Uh, music production way better than I could ever do it. So it's very competitive in that way. And there's not a lot. There's a lot of money if you go to Nashville. The like big, bigger cities and stuff. Yeah, the big music cities. Um, you can find jobs at music, um, like record labels. And uh, there's a lot of money in in those. But but you're talking about bigger named artists that have, have it made and are being played on the radio and that kind of stuff. So. Um, so there's that. And then, yeah, it's trying to think of other reasons, but yeah, it's just, uh, not as profitable. Um, the other thing is podcasts are consumed by everybody. People love podcasts now because it's a great source of information. It's, it's nice to listen to on the road when you're driving, you got to 30 minute drive to somewhere, mm-hmm. put on a podcast, learn something new. Um, and music is still great too. Music is, it. people listen to music all the time. They should because music gets old though. Yes. You want to listen to something different. Yeah. And that, that's how I am when I'm a, in my consumer, as a consumer, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and every now and then I'll play some tunes and then I usually go back to podcasts because there's constantly new content. Um, you know, you might have a favorite artist comes out with a new album. He won't come out or she won't come out with a new album for two to five years. And, you know, that's, but you have a favorite podcaster. They're putting a new episode out. Almost every, at almost. least consistently every week. Yeah, every week. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Like uh, Joe Rogan. Like, yeah, I've never actually listened to his podcast. Like his podcast, I've heard his podcast. It's like he has like the number one podcast in the world, right? Yeah, he's the podcast king. I mean, he's, that's he's that's because he do be talk, he be talking about some crazy stuff on there. Oh yeah, he he gets so many personalities on that show that 
he's yeah it's very the variety is insane and he's and he doesn't as to my it's my opinion and to my knowledge and understanding of his shows he's not very biased so mm-hmm. it's a very so he just really he, gets he gets a general audience yeah, yeah. so okay. he gets everyone from every side of every fence that exists and and just talks to him and he has very long form podcasts i don't i've only listened to a few of his full episodes they're like usually three hours long really yeah dang jeez <laughs> that was really to be diving into some crazy stuff like uh, yeah in order for somebody i mean usually some, maybe he, he probably only has maybe another, like one or two people on there maybe i'm assuming i don't know i don't yeah he, he'll occasionally have he, he does some with like he's a he's a comedian and so he's got a lot of comedian friends so he'll have is he a comedian yeah, yeah. like is that really like is that his actual uh-huh I thought he was just like a, like the uh, like the dude that fought. Like he was a fighter. I think he started out. I think he's always been active in like MMA and that type of stuff. Yeah, because I all see videos of him just fighting, and everybody's talking about how he's a he's he got hands for real, and like he did MMA and right. all types of crazy stuff. He's kind know. of an interesting human when you look at you look into him a little bit. But he's yeah, he started out as a comic, and I think he's from the Boston area, and. uh Got into stand-up comedy, and then I think he got a gig with Fear Factor, and then he's been on. I remember been being on Fear Factor. Yeah, he's been in a few movies and had different things like that. He's been an announcer for UFC and uh, the MMA stuff. Um, <clears throat> but I think he's just you know he's become an expert at a couple of different things. I think he's also an expert at at conversing with people. When you watch his podcast, it's like this dude really knows how to keep a conversation get, going. Yeah, and get people to to say everything. I mean, he's really good at just opening people up and making them feel comfortable. And so you can learn a lot from him with podcasting. So is it because I see? Oh, it's going in now. I think. Hold on. Okay, but go. I've seen um uh, like on Instagram they'll have uh his his podcast and you know, he would be talking about like theories, a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot, obviously a lot of people love theories, like things that people like think about all the time. Yeah. And he gets a lot of those people on there to talk about aliens and all is, types of crazy is stuff. The moon landing real or fake. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, Baba, his podcast is kind of cool, you know, to listen to, but three hours long, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if anybody lives three hours. Well, I could be wrong though, but, there's been a few that I've listened to that I, I got soaked in. You know, I got, I was in, and and it was very, very interesting. So, do you take a little like a, do you take like little things that they do and try to put it into yours, or like what they do, like as far as like the, I don't know if it's like the way the cameras are set up or. Yeah, that's a yeah. So I I have implemented as of recently a two camera system right now i only have one camera going mm-hmm. um the camcorders i was using were kind of low quality um but yeah he's got you know he's got a guy his name's jamie he's he's almost as famous as joe rogan he'd be like jamie pull this up on the screen and um so you know there's there's some things i've learned from from the production of of his show for sure Mm. And he's very heavy on. He was very heavy on YouTube, 
and then Spotify has created they Spotify gave him a huge deal to go um like basically in house with Spotify. Like he doesn't he doesn't have his full episodes anywhere else, I don't think. I think but just on Spotify. So they're paying him just to yeah, it stay was, on Spotify. It was like $150 million or something crazy like that. God. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. To just go, yeah, to go only with uh, Spotify. Um, but, yeah, they're very big on video production, and so that's something that I've tried to, to you know, steal a couple things from them for the production of all the shows that I produce, too. So, so I'm assuming the, as, as the podcast is going on, the more views and uh, followers you get, you get paid eventually? Yeah, so or? YouTube has a really good, well, it, it de- depends on who you ask, whether it's good or bad, but um, I think it's a fairly decent monetization program. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, there's like criteria that you have to meet, and it's certain hours watched, um, so it's how much time people have consumed your content. Um and I can't remember the exact numbers. And you have to have a certain amount of subscribers. You can't, you know, you can't uh, break any of YouTube's rules. Like um, cussing and like certain cussing or something like that. Yeah, and just, you know, talking about certain topics that are in, in a certain way. They they kind of have their own political stuff going on. But mm-hmm. um, so YouTube's that way. Um, Spotify doesn't have anything like that that I know of. Um, I know they do, they do give royalties for musicians. So however many streams you get, you get those big artists out there that are raking in like hundreds of millions of streams. They're, they're making money off of those streams, but then you get the the smaller artists that have like 10,000 or less. They're not making very much money. So, and then the major, the major, um, source of of revenue for podcasting is is um individual ads so it's just building partnerships with brands and you've probably heard on podcasts like use our link to get 15 percent off of this yeah um that's that's affiliate marketing so the brand is using your podcast and your audience um is using your podcast as advertisement and then hoping that you know people the listeners of that podcast will go in and use that code and if they do then the podcaster gets money for that so you get a share of a commission if you will it'd be that'd be it'd be a good way to kind of brand your own stuff right too at the same time mm-hmm. like if you have like clothing brand or like, yeah you can oh yeah you can yeah and that's the nice thing with podcasting is you can you can do whatever you want there's no um apple and spotify if you get into some weird dark topics, they can pull your podcast down. But other than that, like you can talk about whatever you want. You can express your opinions. You can, you can get ads. You can advertise your own brands. You can, you can, you know, you can go down the street here and go to Holy Taco and see if they want to, you know, a spot in the podcast as well. So, and and then you can just negotiate pricing and stuff between the two of you. So, Mm. Lot is there's a lot to it, but yeah, it's it can get confusing and complicated very easily, just like everything. You see, because I've I've been thinking about uh, 
I really want to start a YouTube. Uh-huh. But I'm not going to sit here and try to make excuses. I've just been procrastinating. Like I said earlier, I'm just a really bad procrastinator sometimes. Mm-hmm. And But also, I feel like I need some better equipment. Because, I, I mean, I can't... You think... I mean, I have I got the iPhone 14 Pro, but I don't think it's good enough. I don't know if it could hold a bunch of hour videos because the storage is going to be taken out really fast. How, uh, yeah, how long of uh, videos are you wanting to do? I mean, it'd be just like little tutorials. Okay. You know, probably like, usually an average tutorial, probably like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can do that on your phone easy. Um, the only thing you would want to do is probably just upgrade your iCloud storage, and then you can store more videos. I was just thinking. I was thinking really just just buying a whole camera. Just a yeah, Sony. I was, camera's good too. Uh, I seen this. I think it's like the Sony A seven A seven three. I think it's like a very. I've heard it's like a very good. You know, it's not. I mean, it's a little pricey. It's about two thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. But. I mean, that's an investment, business investment. The camera that I have right there pointing at you, that's a Canon M50, and they run for about $500, $600. You think it's pretty good? It's really good for, for that kind of stuff. For like filming videos and stuff like that? Yep. Okay. And you can flip the screen so you can see it, mm-hmm. and then you can you know move it around however you need to. Really solid camera for, for content creation. I might, I might have to look at that one. Then. Yeah. So it was like the lens. Uh, did you put a different lens on it? Or is that just a stock lens? I think it came with that lens, but you can you can remove the lenses and put different lenses on there. Because I heard that the lenses is what really makes yeah the like the video pop or whatever. Because the camera, I mean, the camera obviously matters too. But if you got like a decent camera with the like a like a like a four thousand dollar lens, and it's gonna make it look like crazy. Yeah. Like it make it look crazy. But um. Cause I have a a friend that's a photographer, and he actually makes content for me. Like he'll come to the shop and take videos of me, mm-hmm. and uh, make a video out of it, add music and all that stuff, and I'll pay him. Mm-hmm. But um, I think he said he does like uh, photography and videography for like college football. Okay. Like yeah, you know, like App State. He's done App State. He's done uh, Oak Hill. He's done like a whole bunch of like big name basketball, football, and he's, I think he said he spent like 10000 on his whole camera setup. Yeah. And yeah, it can get pricey. Yeah, it's crazy. I was like, dang. Yeah. He said the lens itself was like $6,000. Mm-hmm. I said, that's wild. That's wild as heck, bro. The cameras my wife used um, for weddings and, and more um, video-specific content, um, she, like, the one I have right now, this is great for just putting it in one place on a tripod and and having it there gets really good high quality content. But the ones she has, they're like $1,800 cameras and the lenses are like $800 on top of that. And so it's like, <laughs> I don't know the exact pricing, but it, but it, it can add up. Yeah. Very it's quickly. very expensive. Cause I, I really yeah. want to, I want to try to make a passive income doing something. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do a lot of content on, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. And, but, Instagram is weird, man. It's just that, like, you think you're in the algorithm. Because I, for a while there, I was getting at least four or five thousand views on my videos, mm-hmm. and now I'm back down to getting eight hundred, and yeah. I haven't had like 
and their quality videos. Like I always try to take pride in what I like. I'm a perfectionist. I always try to make sure I got good angles. Mm-hmm. It's a good haircut. You know, I try to give a good like something a purpose of the video, not just like me showing off the haircut. Yeah. But uh, um, I might. I don't mean. I don't know. It was just. I don't know if it's just like. It's <laughs> it's hard. Like I don't understand like the what do I have to do to to be consistent on the posting like as far as like the views and stuff and I can't you can they have it to where you can buy um boost the boost your post and stuff but it won't let me do it mm-hmm. so now I'm just like I feel like I'm st- stuck as far as like the content creating goes because I just feel like I'm being repetitive like like we was talking about uh, last week at the Barbara June mm-hmm. he was like you gotta switch it up switch up the content you gotta figure out what your content wants to see what right. your people want to see and that's and, a that's a full-time job in itself yeah right it's, it takes a lot of time i mean you know it don't take me that long to make a video it takes me about like 10 15 minutes but yeah. i mean that's doing the research to figure out your audience and a lot of social media is driven by trendy songs yeah. and uh effects and that kind of stuff and that's that's the stuff that's time consuming you have to do a lot of research in the back end to like know what's trending and what's not and because that's to my understanding that's what really gives your your content the kick to like get out there like i don't know I, i'm not very good with social media that's that's one of those areas where i fail but <laughs> it's because it's hard to understand man it is i have like uh i have made a tutorial video, uh, like a good haircut tutorial video, and I didn't really even try on it, and I got 500 likes on it, mm-hmm. and it had 10.5k, uh, 10.5k views. That's awesome. Yeah, and but I never got that again. <laughs> I was like, they, I was like, okay, so this is what they want to see. So I was thinking, maybe I need to make more tutorial videos, and here I am making more tutorial videos, and and it's not, it's not getting anything. Yeah. And I'm like, but I don't know what else to do. Like, is this like? Because, I mean, I'll try to be different, but it's hard, especially in the barber industry, because everybody's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's showing off their haircuts. Everybody's doing tutorials or they're um, doing videos of them coming to, into the shop and setting up and all sorts of stuff. And it's just hard to set yourself apart from millions and millions of people that are doing the same thing. And it's like, how am I supposed to, like, what do I got to do to make myself different? Right. I, and that's the hard part is being different because mm-hmm. i mean i mean I'm, I'm sure i'm different in some way but i just don't know what it is that i'm different from everybody else in the industry mm-hmm. but hopefully one day i'll figure it out i'm just not, i'm not gonna stop trying but you know after a while i was just like dang man what's the point even right posting stuff well i mean that kind of circles back to a lot of what we talked about today is in you know nike said it best just do it you know yeah but if you don't do it, you'll never know how you can improve. You'll never know. Like they talk about how failure is one of the greatest lessons of living. And it is because you don't know how to improve and become better unless, unless you, you fail. fail. Yeah. And so, yeah, get, get a YouTube channel started, you know, hire a CPA, uh, follow your dreams. Cause you don't know. You maybe, the things you're pursuing aren't exactly your destiny, but they'll lead you to, to that. You know, you don't like something, try something new and, uh, yeah, just do it, get it, 
get it going so that you can learn from it. The faster you start, the faster you get where you want to go. True. That's true. Yeah. I'm at the, I mean, I always tell myself that all the time. I shouldn't know this, but you know, sometimes you still have that. Yeah. We hear it all the time. Yeah. Like I'm, like I'm, I'm, just, I'm repeating thousands. All the time. Yeah. Literally all the time. I say this every day, like every Monday, like live life, try new things, but mm-hmm. it's hard. You know, sometimes you just don't want to, you don't want to feel that failure because yeah. that's, that's something that nobody enjoys doing is failing, mm-hmm. which you never really fail. You always learn. The only, the only time we stop, the only time we fail is when you stop trying. Yep. But um, I think that's it for today, man. I'm 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 timed out. I'm clocked out <laughs> on the topics. Get the music rolling. Day was a was a good day. Good day without Craig and Emma. Um, I'm sure they'll be on here next Monday. So I'll see y'all then. I hope y'all have a good day. Um, like I said, love life, have fun, go out there and be great. Peace.